the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Monday, August the 2nd, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today, on August 2nd, 1939, Albert Einstein signed a letter to President Franklin D. Roosevelt urging creation of an atomic weapons research program. Today, at 1610, English explorer Henry Hudson, he sailed into what we know as Hudson's Bay. Today in 1776, members of the Second Continental Congress began attaching their signatures to the Declaration of Independence. <clears throat> Remember John Hancock? <laughs> he said, I'm going to write my name in great big letters so the king will be sure to know it's me. And I'm declaring my independence. Today in 1873, inventor Andrew Halliday, he successfully tested a cable car that he designed for the city of San Francisco. Today, in 1922, Alexander Graham Bell, he's regarded as the inventor of the telephone. He died in Nova Scotia, Canada. He was 75 years old. Today, in 1923, the 29th president of the United States, Warren G. Harding, he died in San Francisco. Vice President Calvin Coolidge became president. Today, in 1934, German president Paul Van Hindenburg, he died. That paved the way for Adolf Hitler and his complete takeover of Germany. Today, in 1990, Iraq invaded Kuwait, seizing control of the oil-rich emirate. The Iraqis were driven out later, as we all know, by Operation Desert Storm. Five years ago today, President Barack Obama blasted Donald Trump as, quote, unfit and, quote, woefully unprepared to serve in the White House and challenged Republicans to withdraw their support for their party's nominee, declaring, quoting Obama again, there has to come a point at which you say, enough, I've had enough. I think we may be approaching that point, not as Obama envisioned it, but the opposite of what he was seeing in his vision for America at that time. It's interesting, speaking of Obama, he I read this morning he's throwing himself a 60th birthday party this coming weekend. That's not out of the ordinary. People often have birthday parties with their family when they have a birthday, a special, particularly a special birthday, like a even numbered, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50, whatever. This is his 60th birthday, but it's not just a family matter. He's inviting hundreds and hundreds of guests. Martha Vineyard is going to be held at their at their $12 million home that sits on 30 oceanfront acres on Martha's Vineyard. Don't ever tell me that politics can be a pretty good investment or cannot be a pretty good investment because I often wonder how these guys come to Washington, D.C. without any money and 
Obama has told his story about that. Uh, Hillary Clinton said, I don't know how many times she said, Bill, when Bill and I came to Washington, D.C., we were broke. Those are her words. Boy, when they leave, they're sure not. And you look at their salary and even the president of the United States. I mean, what is it, 400000 or whatever it is a year. Um, how do they turn that into millions? Well, we, we know the answer to that. Anyway, <clears throat> the birthday party is going to be held on this $12 million home. That's at some 30 ocean oceanfront acres. He has confirmed 475 guests, including some friends and family and former aides. He'll have a 200-plus staff planning and working the party. Pearl Jam from Seattle is going to be playing the band. And one local hairdresser has been retained for the whole day and evening to style the hair of one of the band members. Steven Spielberg is among the guests that are coming to the Obamas on Saturday. Somebody asked about that. They said, what about COVID? Um, Martha's Vineyard in the, the Cape Cod area has been a real hotspot for this uh, variant. And so they've been talking about even shutting down out there locally some of the events. Doesn't seem to be affecting this event. And once again, we're reminded by this. I don't in any way, you know, I'm not suggesting he shouldn't throw himself a birthday party. But it's interesting how people on the left in leadership constantly are being seen and photographed. And in this case, reported. At least it's planning, still planned at this point. How they make all these rules, but the rules are always for thee not for me. Once again, our suspicions have been affirmed. America, I think, is reaching a point, as Obama was saying in regards to Trump, of being a little sick and tired, not just of the COVID. Certainly that has worn us all a little raw over the last year and a half. With all of the gyrating and the maneuvering and so on under the manner of science, which we now know most much of it, in fact, maybe most of it, wasn't really science. It was just what one group of scientists thought, and they happened to be in power through Fauci. And so America has been led around, like much like a pet, like a little dog on a, on a leash, you know, and they jerk it to the left and then to the right and stop and start and go and go slow, go fast. I mean, we've lived through that for a year and a half now. And now we're beginning to hear that, oh, it's going to get worse. Fauci's been saying we, over the weekend even, expect more pain before we have more freedom. He didn't use the word freedom, but that's what he meant. Victor Davis Hanson is one of America's most respected and trusted historians. He's a Hoover Institute senior fellow. He wrote yesterday in an article, quote, Critical race theory, capitalists, rich CEOs, and more. What is U.S. wokeness really about? He said, America is getting sick and tired. He says the woke madness coincides with an epidemic of crises that go largely uh, ignored as a distracted America cannibalizes itself. Are we really doing that? 
I think he may be right. Hansen lays it out in black and white, literally, and he says what many, perhaps most Americans, are thinking. Sometimes it's hard to find someone who says publicly what so many are thinking privately. But once in a while, someone comes along and does just that. And what a breath of fresh air it is. Why are we cannibalizing ourselves? I want to talk a little bit about that today. But let me share with you a prayer. When you come to the point, as Obama was pointing out, not from a spiritual perspective, a political one, when you've had enough, when you come to a point as Victor Davis Hanson, and I'll talk more about what he's saying in a moment, is pointing out as, we've had it. We're fed up. We're sick and tired. When you come to that point, and we all do, there are different circumstances. I'm talking about collective circumstances in our country and our communities and so on. But sometimes, personally, when we come to that point, we just we get to the point where we say, man, I, I, I'm in need. God, where are you? Or I need you. Let me give you four, four psalms that can be a prayer. You can write this down if you want to, but I'll give it to you fairly quickly. First one is Psalm 86. Verse 1, O Lord, hear me, for I am poor and needy. Just spell it out to God. Just be honest. He knows everything all the time. He knows you're poor and needy in spirit, maybe financially. Verse 2 says of Psalm 86, Preserve my soul, for I am holy. I am a follower. I am a believer in you, O God. But O thou my God, save thy servant that trusteth in thee. Be merciful unto me, O Lord, for I cry unto thee daily. So that's number one. Number two, Psalm 119, 133. Order my steps in thy word, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Psalm number 3, 79, verses 8, 9, and 10. O remember not against us former iniquities. Let thy tender mercy speedily prevent us, for we have been brought low, very low. Help us, O God, of our salvation for the glory of thy name, and deliver us and purge away our sins for thy name's sake. Wherefore should the heathen say, Where is their God? Let him be known among the heathen in our sight by the revenging of the blood of thy servants, which is shed. And number four, Psalm 16, verse 1. Preserve me, O God, for in thee do I put my trust. That's your assignment today. If you're feeling low, if you feel like you've had it, if you feel like you're sick and tired, of all these things that are going on, or if you're pressed to the point where you think you can't stand. Yes, you can. You can be strong and of good courage in the Lord. Not in denial. Say, well, these challenges don't exist, or our world is perfect, or whatever. But you can find strength in God. Preserve me, O God, for in thee do I put my trust. Victor Davis Hanson says most Americans, 
were as indifferent to the U.S. women's soccer team's recent fiasco, lost to Sweden in the Olympics. Now, he wrote this yesterday, yesterday while he was writing this article, the women's soccer team led by Rapinoe, that flaming lesbian, transgender, whatever she is, she's always talking about sexuality and why everybody should be like her and so on. She's kind of the leader of the team. I think the team lost to Canada, if I'm not mistaken, yesterday afternoon. But anyway, Victor Davis Hanson says, in, he, he says, he says the U, he said most Americans were as indifferent to the U.S. women's soccer team's recent loss to Sweden in the Olympics as they were excited about the team's World Cup win back in 2019. Things have changed. He said in between was the team's nonstop politicking from whining about compensation to virtue signaling their disrespect for the United States. He's absolutely right. The celebrity face of the team, perennial scold, he calls her, Megan Rapinoe, is going the way of teenage grouch Greta Thunberg, becoming more pinched the more she is tuned out. Well, he's right. NBC, who's airing the Olympics, is suffering some of the worst ratings in television history. It isn't only women's soccer or the Olympics. It's pretty much all sports all the time. To Hanson's point, America's getting sick and tired of tuning in to watch their favorite sport, whether it's baseball, basketball, football, soccer, doesn't matter what it is, or the home team, only to be beat over the head with constant politicking and wokeness. And it's always leftist politicking. Most of it is about how bad America is and how bad you people who don't agree with us really are. NBC's ratings are following the downward trajectory of the NFL's ratings. Woke sports earn the same public disgust as this accusatory and boring Emmy and Grammy and Oscar and Tony Awards. Do you ever watch those anymore? I don't. There was a time when I kind of watched some of them. I mean, it wasn't like Marjorie and I planned the day around that, but I mean, we would kind of tune in and watch it. I don't even know they're on, and I pay attention to the news. I spend a lot of time researching for this program, and sometimes I just skim over the fact that they're even on television, much less WASP. And it isn't just me. I think it's the as well, but people just aren't watching. The, the, The ratings are horrible. In fact, Hansen, in his article yesterday, he said, never has TV been more politicized. Sitcoms, dramas, commercials are designed more to resonate woke messaging than to entertain. So naturally, TV ratings reflect the expected boredom that ensues when art serves politics. And that's exactly what they're trying to do. He also said he turned on the light on oppressive racism in, in America. He said, Black Lives Matter co-founder Patrice Con Colors, she has another name now, Brignac. She used her corporate grifting to buy four homes. Well, we talked about that on this program here a few weeks ago. The one, Hansen says, she bought in California's Topanga Canyon. That's Topanga Canyon is, is a canyon that runs right out of basically North Hollywood, really uh, Universal Studios area there. And it goes up the hill, and when, when you go over the hill, over the Hollywood Hills and down, you're right into downtown Hollywood. And a lot of people live there. It's not Beverly Hills, but it's kind of expensive. Well, that's where she bought one of these homes. And he points out that she um, 
she built, after she bought the home, $35,000 security fence. Well, she'll need it there, I, I would imagine, but how ironic. He also notes that critical race theory guru Ibram X. Kendi, that's not his real name, but that's the name he's chosen. He imagines that's his name. He identifies with that name. He charges $20,000 for his one-hour workshops. He's now franchising woke re-education kits. In between bouts of, Victor Davis Hanson says, damning capitalism as a catalyst of racism. Hanson observes that the woke movement of today is much slicker, more sophisticated, far more grandiose than the version of Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson. They were simply shakedown artists of the 1990s. And they were. Those, at least, Hansen says, were far more honest in leveraging cash with charges of racism and came out, uh, and that was uh, before they came out with this gobbledygook, his word, of critical race theory. This is a time of dishonesty and insanity and really corruption in the highest levels of our government. There's always been corruption in politics, but perhaps we're reaching a new pinnacle with the Biden family and the art and all of this stuff that we talk about it on this program. Americans are sick and tired of being told one thing, then something very different by the same voice. I mean, it happens. Politics has been known for that, but never at this level. Dishonesty. Hanson says, how many times will disingenuous Dr. Anthony Fauci swear that he never sent federal money to the Wuhan Virology Lab? for gain-of-function research or blame critics for pointing out his gyrating advice on masks or offer yet another noble lie on herd uh, herd immunity. Well, I'll tell you, he'll keep doing it because he has free reign. He has Biden's full approval as he had Trump's in the beginning. Trump got on to the guy and figured out he he, he really isn't what he's cracked up to be. And Trump was pushing back real hard toward the end of his term as president. Biden, oh no. He's got he's Biden's guy, and we're we're gonna live with Fauci. It doesn't matter what he says. But the one thing is becoming clear, and it's coming out very slowly because there's a huge amount of resistance against it, and that is that Tony Fauci is not who he appears to be. And it there's a story out there this morning, and honestly it's as we originate at 9 a.m. on ACN Live this morning. Uh, that story is out there, and I haven't confirmed it. And I'm not going to talk about it. In fact, I didn't have time to really study it this morning. It was just about 15 minutes before I went on the air. I saw something from a re- fairly reliable source, not totally reliable, but kind of. And they're talking about the fact that now there are some reports this morning that confirm that Fauci was very aware of the gain-of-function research, which means they were juicing up these these viruses like COVID-19 and um, making them more powerful to study the effect on humans. And the only reason you would do that, they say, is to create better remedies in case somebody gets it. But that's really a form of warfare that's been used in the past. It's now outlawed. But China doesn't have a lot of respect for anybody's laws, world laws or otherwise. So we'll see. I'll I'll look into that today. But the point is that dishonesty seems to be a hallmark 
of the days in which we live. Fewer than 24 hours after Washington, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser ordered people to wear masks again this end of this last week for the sake of the safety of all, she said. She's pictured at a wedding reception with hundreds of unmasked guests, including herself. She herself is not wearing a mask while she's telling Washington, D.C., you got to wear a mask. you got to wear it everywhere you go, inside and outside. It happens again and again and again. That's just the latest example. Obama, will he'll do the same thing on Martha's Vineyard. These people make these rules and they impose them on people. It doesn't matter what the consequences of it is, but they don't live with those rules they make. They're above that. They're more important than that. They were exalted and elevated. Really, they are in their own minds. Corruption is just pathetic. There was an article over the weekend, yesterday, in fact, on Sunday, in Town Hall. Wayne Allen Root, uh, he he wrote this article. He said, I know exactly who's to blame for this new wave of COVID-19, and I know who's making a fortune on it. And he wrote this article about it. It's very interesting. It's informative. He identifies, number one, the profiteers of this, of course, Big Pharma, which I think we know. He said Biden, Fauci, and the CDC are clearly shilling for Big Pharma and the vaccine manufacturers. He identifies China as culprit number two, noting that blaming unvaccinated Americans is a weapon of mass destruction. This is China's pandemic. He claims that China created a worldwide economic depression, and it isn't over yet. He goes on to suggest, he doesn't accuse, but he suggests that they knew what they were doing. Biden, he says, is itching to demand another national lockdown. I agree with Root. I think he is. He wants that. He wants that power because he's a very weakened man, cognitively and perhaps politically. There are people around him, close to him, who want him out of office. Even Nancy Pelosi has raised the issue of what would it what would it entail to invoke a 25th Amendment action. You know, I mean, <clears throat> anyway, Root says culprit number three is Biden himself and his handling of the Southern border crisis. He said Biden encouraged them to come to America on the southern border, and he did. Although they're from the most poverty-stricken countries of the world, they're starving. They live among filth and squalor. He's right. I've lived with them. I've been there multiple times, and I wasn't on vacation. I wasn't a tourist. I was in ministry. They are therefore weak and their immune systems damaged. They bring with them third world illnesses and diseases that we haven't seen here in years, if ever. Biden not only encouraged them to come, let them in and delivered them free of charge into communities across America to spread the disease, but he also blamed it all on the conservative patriots. What a scam it is. It is. Why are we allowing this to happen? The leftist movement, which is currently in power, is destroying America, American exceptionalism, capitalism, the great American middle class, but the trillions of dollars continue to flow to the culprits. They're bankrupting, ultimately bankrupting America by printing these trillions of dollars. Victor Davis Hanson said the border is being breached at a time of pandemic. Migrants barge in without either COVID testing or vaccinations. He's absolutely right. That's what's happening. We've talked about that on this program because it's happening. Over the weekend, there are reports now coming out of at least one processing center there where they're just bringing these people in. They don't even know who they are. They're putting them on buses, trains, and planes and taking them all over the nation and depositing them in cities as far north as up in Michigan and Minnesota and elsewhere. 
the Biden administration. They don't even know who they are. They say now they've started testing that this has been called out over the last few weeks. They don't know. They don't know. Over 300,000 people have gotten away from our border security and just evaporated, disappeared into our country. They don't even know who they are or where they are. Hansen says, and whiteness is supposedly the cause of America's problems. Not many people have the courage to say that at the level that he's read, but he did. He said, our inner cities are suffering historic levels of violent crime. Couldn't our critical race theory accusers take time out from their merchandising, he says, to address the soaring violence? Who knows? James Garfield published In a Century of Progress, that was the name of the article, the Atlantic Journal in 1877. About a hundred years after our Declaration of Independence and later our Constitution was given to us by our founders. He said this. Now more than ever, this is a hundred years after they signed that declaration and then framed a Constitution. Garfield said now more than ever. The people are responsible for the character of their Congress. If that body be ignorant, reckless, and corrupt, it's because the people tolerate ignorance, recklessness, and corruption. If it be intelligent, brave, and pure, it's because the people demand these high qualities to represent them in the national legislature. If the next centennial does not find us a great nation, it will be because those who represent the enterprise, the culture, the morality of the nation do not aid in controlling the political forces. That's you and me. Garfield said, we the people are the problem. You say, no, man, I vote. I mean, what more can we do? I understand that. I have those thoughts myself. I've often thought about ways that we could expand what we're doing and saying on the air every day. I wish I could be out circulating, getting people organized to get certain people elected. I mean, we could do this. Unfortunately, I'm a very flawed person and not able to be in two places at one time, and I probably shouldn't be for a number of reasons. But there's got to be ways that we can organize and really work together, and we can change this on a political level. We can make things happen. I know Washington and Oregon particularly are the cesspool of politics. I mean, they're awful. I know. I understand, along with other states. But things can change from school boards to Congress. It can be done. I believe God will help us if we pray the prayers and if we allow God's word to direct us. And I'm just praying about ways that we can expand what we're doing in ways that would organize and get things done in communities. Not only talk about it, but do things and get people in the right place at the right time to get the right results. I believe it can happen. But thank you for praying with me about that and thank you for being with me today. Your support allows us to continue. There are those that hope you don't support us. I'm one of them that hope that you do. Thank you so much. We need your support. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, 98. 
9809. Box 399, Bellevue, 98009. We'll continue this conversation right here tomorrow.